Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Orange and blue sunset in mile high here in Broncos country. Let's get ready to ride. Russ and the rest are gonna light up the sky. to you all broncos nation um broncos country yeah what are you doing i'm just being a silly (laughs) it's here the day you've all dreamed of the loyalists the people i meet in the bar and say hey i recognize that voice those people i see at a random tailgate and want to tuck ball with me it's here fellas draft pod takeover on the big show with yaya producing and talking smack behind the curtain it's happening henry is trying to survive bears in montana (laughs) zach's on a honeymoon in countries far far away where in the world is rk is a game jake and i will play on the buff spot in just a few minutes and booyah j mike right here jakester to the right the man the myth the legend behind the mvr rams been with us a minute justin how many years is this now Shoot, this will be like four years in a week, I think. 2019. See, I mean, if we go back to 2016 when I interned, technically the first time, that'd be like seven years. But it's like a a wonky relationship where you dated and then we had a break (laughs) and then we came back together. We had a break. Let's call it his Elway season at DMVR. J Mike always dialed in on all things football, especially here in the Rocky Mountain region. Peps to pros, and then Jake Schwan, Schwanitz, the Schwan man, DNVR buffs, and, uh, you know, longtime Broncos fan and uh, expert over here with us. Oh, wow. You're doing that to me. That's I appreciate right. it. Though. I mean, it's true. Your record speaks for itself, Jake. Uh, I'm actually really hyped to be on this show. I listen to this show all the time still. Listening to this show for years at this point. So this is, uh, this is fun. I know these guys are going to bring the thunder. They always do. And yeah, I'm just happy to talk some Broncos because we get to do it in a semi-adjacent way in our weekly draft pod. But here we get to really talk Broncos. And uh, it's 40 days until week zero college football starts. The Broncos for the first time in three years will have a first round pick which changes our lives and the way we look at things. And camp is upon us just around the corner. I mean, the second Zach's honeymoon ends, booyah, it's here. So with that, we're going to get into all things team building, Broncos needs, what we're most excited about with Sean Payton and this new era 
of Broncos football. And let's start there. J. Mike, uh, big moves on the offensive line. This defense was awesome. We see Vance Joseph come back. There's some young players we're intrigued by. We're always intrigued by young players. That's kind of our... It's kind of our thing. Yeah, it's kind of on brand. Um, so there's a lot to pick from. What are you really most excited about coming into this camp for the Broncos in preseason? I'm just... I'm glad to finally have a captain at the ship that we trust. I mean, last year was just... It was a disaster, so much so that we had the second coach fired before at the end of their season since, like, 1990. I mean, it it was brutal. But now you bring in Sean Payton, a guy who brought stability to New Orleans, whose offense has finished in the top 10 in scoring 12 out of 15 years, whose passing offense finished in the top 15 12 out of 15 years. I mean, (laughs) that's a good comment. Yeah, I love that comment. (laughs) Way to go, Brandon. Way to go. But yeah, man, I mean, you you have a guy who elevates quarterbacks. It's what he's done. He brings creativity. He's going to be able to take advantage of all these weapons they have at the skill position who are finally, knock on wood, going to be healthy. I mean, when was the last time we saw Tim Patrick and Javante and Cortland out there for like a month straight together? Has that ever happened? Or a deep tight end room you feel good about or like both offensive tackles feeling like they're not complete liabilities, you know? Um, But it does all come back to Sean Payton. And it's, I mean, it's the responsible guy at the helm. And it's that merger of, like, old-school smash-mouth Parcellsian football and that creativity as a play caller where he can bring tempo. He can insert guys like Alvin Kamara. He can, you know, adapt to all all sorts of different quarterbacks and uh, make things happen that way. Well, I'm glad you brought up Parcells because I was just kind of interested. We did the TDSP a couple weeks ago, and AJ really pushed back on me on my excitement about Sean Payton. I was like, am I wrong? So I went back, and I was really diving into some of the numbers and stuff. And, yeah, there was a three-year stretch where they finished seven and nine three straight years. But for the most part, man, this guy is worth it. And he's one of five coaches since 1970 to be traded with a first-round pick involved. Three out of the first four won a Super Bowl within the first three years. Three out of the first four had winning seasons in their first wow. season. This doesn't happen very often. Like, who, they Who's w- on that list? I know Gruden's one. Gruden is one. Uh, Don Shula from the Colts to the Dolphins. <laughs> Belichick from the Jets to the Pats. You mentioned Gruden. And then the fourth coach traded was uh, Parcells when he went to the Jets. And they had a winning season yeah, in his first yeah. year. They didn't win a Super Bowl, but he drastically turned things around. So, I mean, you bet. that's pretty good company to be in <laughs> no the conversation kidding. with. And uh, I want to shout out uh, Grant Gordon of NFL.com. He did a sweet article that mentioned this a couple weeks ago. That is great. Um, no, I mean, I think that's that's the funny thing going into this offseason. Why I wanted to start this way is it's been, you know, a minute since we, there was this little excitement, at least for someone like me, kind of looking at things a bit from the exterior and not hosting a daily pod like, you know, the regular crew does. And while Brandon's comment is funny, I assure you all those boys are coming back. They are still they're still cash and checks from DMVR as we speak. <laughs> um, but there is this thing where it's been like so many off seasons in a row of us selling ourselves on the Broncos being good, that now there actually is someone with a resume that makes you feel like, no, I I actually think it's reasonable for them to expect them to be good again and be like 500 at least. 
And yet, I think we've had so many seasons of selling ourselves on like, no, Case Keenum's going to be nine and seven, and like oh, Teddy's no. taking us to a ten-win season. That now we're kind of like, oh, we, it's like shit. I can't do this again. You have a grown-up in the room. <laughs> you also have just an extremely bright and innovative offensive mind. That's what I'm most excited about. Just watching the plays he's going to design, um, getting these yeah. receivers running open, and just you know that moment when you see the ball floating in the air and there's no one around, a Jerry Judy or Tim Patrick or someone. Yeah, that's what we've been missing. That's what I'm most excited for. For uh, sure, man. I mean, what he was doing with like a beat up Drew Brees in those right. final seasons. I tell you, man, as bad as Russell might have looked at times last year, I don't think he's he's got way more left in the tank than what Drew was doing in those final seasons. And that offense was still humming. Well, Drew's arm was dead at that point. Right. I don't think you say that. about You right. can't even get close to saying that about Russ yet. I mean, there's no, plenty exactly. of things that you can uh, ding him for, but it's not going to be the arm strength. Yeah. I mean, he was still airing it out last year. Um, let's just hope that we connect a bit more on those. And Jerry Judy finally delivers what we were promised a few years ago. I wouldn't be surprised if that's what you go with. That's yeah. The Judy breakout that I guess yeah, it. Yeah. Well, let's talk. Let's talk about it. Let's do it. I mean, man, this was my favorite Broncos draft pick probably since DT. Um, Jerry Judy was just so special in college. And I think that it's tough because obviously he hasn't really delivered on that draft status yet. Um, but obviously the situation just hasn't been great. And I just can't help but feel like this guy's absolutely primed to break out. And we're going to see it sooner rather than later. He's just too athletic, too good at running routes, too fast to not be good in this league. Is there a way you kind of envision Sean Payton like using him? Is there something where you're like, oh, Jerry in the slot just cooking guys on some, I don't know, some trips action to, I the, mean, to the far side? I'm just interested to see like the lines, lineups they roll out, how they align them yeah. all. Yeah. Um, really how they design him to get open. I mean, Jerry's so unique that, you know, he's got the shiftiness and the route running ability, the release ability. You can split him out at X and have him work the solo side. Or if you want to just create mayhem, put him in the middle of a bunch or middle of trips, design him wide open, and hopefully right. you get him on the run and we're having a big play here. Yeah. I mean, you watched him a lot at Bama. Yeah, I mean, he's Justin. really versatile. He played inside quite a bit at Bama. Like, I well, do he think was on an all-time, you know, Henry Ruggs, Devontae Smith yeah. on the outside. He could easily do that. Well, and that's what's really exciting, I think, with an offensive mind like Sean Payton, as as Jake alluded to. It's just the versatility you have, the ability to go multiple with the way that you're attacking defenses. You have plenty of guys out there. I will say, just kind of thinking back to some of those Saints teams from, like, a fantasy football perspective, I don't know if this team is going to be super reliable. I think it could be one of those situations where it's, Oh, Sutton had nine catches this week and 140 yards. I do think Judy will be the biggest beneficiary of this crew. One, just hopefully having more stability at quarterback, which is something he's yet to have in a Broncos uniform. But right. two, just play caller and quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. But two, just having an offensive mind that's going to scheme him open. Like there will be five plays a game, at least probably designed specifically to where we're getting the ball in Jerry's hands. It's wide open. We're going to give him a chance to create something after the catch. Yeah, I mean, that's where this offense gets really exciting. Did you want to say something? I was just going to say, I mean, he works all three levels, and I'm excited to see how he's used 
you know, in the short game, in the screen game, on the outside, how he's used, you know, on crossers over the middle, I know, yeah. letting people cook with or letting him cook with his route running over the middle. And then, of course, the speed to just go over the top. He's like, fast as hell. Like, he I really don't think is. he gets credit for how much of a burner he is because we haven't. I mean, mm -hmm. he had that Jets touchdown and there's what against the Raiders or whatever where he had the big play. Whatever but, that long one was his yeah. rookie year. I think was that was like the Jets the, from Rippin. Well, there was a Chargers one, I think, too, where he took one like 88 yards or something to that. The guy has wheels. I remember that Michigan-Alabama uh, bowl game, too. Mac Jones's he caught, game. Yeah. He caught one on the fly. That dude was gone. Mm -hmm. It's like well, a Friday morning citrus bowl game. Jake and I are two of 200 oh, people in the country watching <laughs> that game and can actually call back to it. I rewatched that a lot. Um <laughs> That's where we've talked Sean Payton so much, but like that speed you guys both mentioned with Russ in a a scheme that's gonna like scheme guys open and be an offense that hopefully is not playing from behind nearly as much as they have for the last half decade plus, that's where Jerry and Russ should really be cooking and have an elite connection. And that's where some of the spacing that a guy like Tim Patrick, potentially a healthy KJ Hamler, could open up as well. You know, I mean, it we all have the threat plays of those guys going over the top. Jerry's a burner, so you have to respect his speed. And all of a sudden, you know, you go back a couple. You only need a couple of feet when you're as athletic as these guys are. Can carve you up up the middle. Yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, I'm gonna end up being redundant. I could have gone, you know, a slight alternative of Jerry Judy, which is PS2, another former first rounder out of Bama and the breakout that I expect from him in this Vance Joseph defense in an offense that I think will be, I mean, in a defense that I think will be able to play on schedule a little more and not, you know, again, have to kind Chasing of... their own tail. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I'm ultimately really excited about Sean Payton and real smash mouth broncos football like Hell my yeah. entire life we've always kind of been a finesse offense mm -hmm. you know which like hey i've seen some of the greatest offenses in broncos history as a broncos fan so i'm not complaining here right um but you know especially with mike shanahan and the zone blocking we're kind of zigging while everyone else is zagging and going more finesse and movement up front right um even though it is like a run first offense and there's an identity to it and then obviously with peyton it's more of a spread tempo shotgun pistol even um quick hitter and i mean the offense just hasn't been an identity and just kind of been garbo the last several years honestly a anyways and this is an afc wide thing right like the bills the chiefs all the great AFC offenses. You might have had the Titans. They they have some real smash mouth to them. Belichick with the Patriots. They've definitely had some iterations of that offense that's back to those Parcells roots, the same roots that Sean Payton has. But, you know, Sean Payton, the fact that you need to protect the veteran quarterback, all the additions they've made on the offensive line, McGlinchey, Ben Powers, really feed into that. If you get McGlinchey just... You figure out why he was struggling so much on his anchor in pass pro. That's the thing where you really you rewatch that uh, Niners tape from last season, and it's like, huh, what's going on? Obviously, as a 6'9 offensive tackle, he just looked a little lighter. I think with a little more weight, that should pick up, and he was a much more dominant offensive lineman in a couple seasons prior. What that could do to Bulls, what it could do to the emergence of uh, Quinn Miners, 
what it could do to Lloyd Cushenberry, a guy we loved coming out of college. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I came back from Mobile like this guy's a stud, you know, captain. Where's the number 18 jersey that LSU's revered like for the high character, uh, basically captain of that all time LSU team. Justin Jefferson, Joe Burrow, Clyde Edwards, Hilaire, Jamar Chase. He was that dude graduates early as a junior so he can still attend the senior bowl. Joe Brady is his offensive coordinator, one of the brightest minds in football at the time. Well, he's a Sean Payton disciple. So what could it do for Cush to be reunited with the disciple of the OC who really turned his career around? And just generally speaking, an offensive identity. That's like something we haven't seen for the Broncos. Man, and forever with this two-headed monster of Javante and... um, Gosh, Samaje, obviously, uh, this tight end room that I think will allow you to play some, you know, have one of those guys in the backfield as an H-back, another one lined up in line, maybe one flexed out. Like, you can have plenty of three tight end sets that look more like two back, two tight end, you know, or Mm -hmm. you can mix and match. You have a real fullback. That's what I'm excited for, man. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just like we said, going back to being multiple. And I think the the big benefit with a guy like Sean Payton is you're going to see some of the like best of the old school and new school. Like he did work under parcels. He's going to have some of that old school approach, but he's also going to open things up. He's going to attack you vertically. And I just think he's a guy that kind of soaks it all in. Like he's just one of those football savants. I I mean, Belichick, Nick Saban, I don't want to put him quite on that par, but like bringing up those coaches, those are great examples of guys who, 10, 15 years ago, they wanted to run the ball as much as they possibly could. And really, at their core, they still want to, but they realize, like, there's a ceiling playing this way. We've got to open it up. And that's the beauty of a guy like Sean Payton is he still has the value of everything he learned from working with these great old-school coaches, but he's had success with the modern approach. And I just I think he's one of the more brilliant guys in all of football. I really do. Yeah, I think you go back to, you know, what he did with Drew Brees was obviously impressive. It set records. But I always loved, you know, thinking about and watching those games where, you know, Teddy was in there. That Rams game they won, I think, on the road a few years ago when Drew Brees just got hurt uh, with that hand injury. And just how he utilized Kamara and used the balance of the run game and changed really his entire passing Mm -hmm. game to fit his quarterback after an injury in game to pull out that win. Um it's just pretty amazing, you know. It comes so easy to him, honestly. And he seems to nail, you know, tendencies, the perfect time for, you know, um, I don't want to say trick plays, you know, but his uh, his haymaker plays. He mm-hmm. knows when the perfect time is for those. He doesn't just throw them out there and go, well, that's it. No, this guy is out there to solve problems offensively on a down-in, down-out basis. 100%. I'm just excited for this offense to, like, come to Arrowhead and just, like, pound the ball down those defenses throats you well, know? especially yeah. after what you saw like late from russ you know where it does inspire some hope that you know this this may be as salvageable i don't know right. if russ is going to live up to the hype that myself included bought into when the trade initially happened but i don't know i mean we saw a little bit late there in those last couple games the chiefs game especially was mm-hmm. a lot of fun and you got to think like with just some competent coaching improved o-line play a healthy running back your defense I guess we'll see. I mean, I, I do think that at some point we're just kind of expecting the defense to be good year in and year out, and they're kind of like due for maybe a, a little bit of a down right. year. But 
I just, I, this is the best I felt going into a season in quite some time. Oh, same. And that marriage again of like the Peyton offense with Russ, you know, like if you do have that identity, what Russ can do playing off that run game in that, you know, boot play action type stuff and get back to bombing it deep, which he's always been good at, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm hyped. Speaking of bombing it deep, golf tourney this week at DMVR going to be off the chains. Expect lots of pins and aces gear to be out and about in this one. Yeah, man. Pins and aces, the official golf apparel partner of all city and DMVR. We love our pins and aces. Can't get enough compliments when we're wearing them. They're family owned golf and apparel business based right here in Colorado. They make amazing polos, hats, golf bags, everything in between including an innovative beer sleeve. Guys, you can fit seven beers in there. Keep them cold the entire round. Now, I would recommend you share them if if you're taking seven beers with you. It could be be a long day. Pace yourself. But we love Pins and Aces. We know you will too. Check out pinsandaces.com. Use that code DNVR. Get 15% off your first order and free shipping. That is pinsandaces.com. Yes, and if you've been at the bar on a night where Volo Sports is here, Boy, you have been like me, simply in amazement of all the fun that these guys have, all the teams and leagues that they have together. They have stuff going on at the bar, different, uh, you know, they're doing like stops after um, some of the leagues. Right now we've got pickleball in the mix. Um, Some of our crew are in on the kickball league, which I will be attending here soon it's super fun it's just you know like uh community leagues from around the area you get together you put a team together you join a team it's like recess for adults man dude it really is (laughs) um, a great way to describe it with all the implications that come with that yeah lots of people just having fun running around the bases with uh maybe a cold one in hand you know everything i see in here from polo has just been amazing when you sign up for leagues use that code dmvr10 so they know that we sent you the dmvr crew is playing in the cherry creek bowling league on mondays um yeah check it out they have just an incredible array of different stuff that they are offering right now so check out volo new registration and is august 3rd so get on the website there volo sports dot com slash denver use that code dmvr10 and sign up new registration end date is august 3rd so get in on that use that qr code down there in the corner all right do it in your cool peer pressure just like recess there you go exactly (laughs) my favorite class (laughs) was it of course it was yeah it's the only one jake succeeded in (laughs) favorite oh oh. it is what it is oh poor poor jake Jake is smart i'm kidding It's a clean rider. <laughs> um, what was your favorite recess sport? Oh, football. Oh, wow. Of course. You guys did football at recess, huh? Um, I grew up in Italy, so that's why oh, hell maybe yeah. this is common. I don't know. In elementary school, we had a massive field. I mean, this thing was wider than a football field, longer than a football field. There'd be so many games going on. <laughs> it was amazing. Love this. Yeah. I was a big Batman guy. I don't think they play that at American Recess. <laughs> well, that's crazy. We definitely didn't play. You can't American give football. a bunch of kids hyped up on sugar weaponry. <laughs> smack the hell out of each other. No racket budget. 
Wow, that's amazing. Um, okay, we're gonna get into it. Going into camp with Sean Payton, new team, big, and we we are draft guys, right? So we're already looking forward. We've got our little boards for 2024, guys. We're watching. Um, so biggest needs heading into camp, position battles we need to see unfold, and then some names we want wanna keep an eye on. We're gonna alternate our top three for offense, and then we'll get into defense. Jake, you start us off on this one, your top offensive need going into this uh, camp. Quarterback? Whoa! <laughs> um, I mean, if we're just looking long-term, obviously they're pretty set for this year. I actually really like the Jarrett Stidham move. I um, love that, and that's why it didn't make my top five. But, I mean, just looking long-term, I mean, you got to figure out what's going on with Russ. I think that's got to be the biggest objective of this season is figuring out how much is left in the tank whether you can still build around him for the next three four however long that contract goes out um and that'll kind of determine the trajectory of the franchise at this point so it's a big year in terms of uh you know the stability of the franchise not at head coach now but at the most important position so you went more like most important need not That's maybe what I thought we were doing. the need that is a biggest uh, immediate gaping hole. Well, if you want to do that, then I think no, it's... No, I mean, that's fine. there's different ways to interpret it. That's fine, I think. Well, then I'd also... No criticism. I'd throw out center, too. And then I'd also yeah. kind of think about running back. I mean, uh, center, we talk about a bunch. I had three positions. You just threw all three of them out. Thank you for killing my segment <laughs> in 15 seconds. Well, Dre wanted me to elaborate. I'm sorry. God damn. Keep going. <laughs> Real quick on running back, though. We talk about this on the draft pod a lot. We've been talking about it for three years. When are we going to get a competent, actual pass-catching weapon out of the oh. backfield that can just help make this offense even more versatile? Sean Payton's done it with Sproles. He did it with Kamara. Do you have um, a name you like? I'm sorry? Do you have a name you like in college in terms of... In this draft? Yeah. Yeah, it's an interesting class. Maybe Will Shipley out of Clemson, the most interesting, like... Gadget running back with right. some size in this class. Yeah, he's interesting. I'll throw out, I mean, Donovan Edwards, too. He played with a broken hand last year, wasn't really able to do a lot of that other stuff. Um, but he is so fast. Had 280 yard touchdowns against Ohio State. Yeah, Michigan guy. Yeah, big one. Yeah. I'll throw out Devin Neal of Kansas. He started Ooh. as a sophomore this past year. Really explosive. He's kind of a bowling ball, um, like 5'11, 210, or something like that. Uh, I really like his hands. I think he's a home run hitter when he gets the ball in the open field. But if we're just throwing kind of some 2024 guys to keep an eye on. And you got to remember, we think the Broncos are going to be much improved. So, like, while we – if we're throwing running backs out or, or quarterbacks, for instance, Caleb Williams, Drake May, they're not going <laughs> right, to be in no. that position. <laughs> right, right. Quarterback would be more J.J. McCarthy out of Michigan. Who's like Devin Leary of Kentucky. Threat. Yeah, I mean, Michael Pen how fun would Michael Penix, former Indiana, really great at Washington last season. I might make Peyton's head explode, though, because it's like Taysom Hill and Drew Brees had a baby. Get the best of both worlds. Sounds amazing. <laughs> oh, I'd be great. Sounds incredible. <laughs> um, that guy throws dots, man. So you've got some names for sure at quarterback. And running back's an interesting class, maybe not like some true consensus top dogs, but a lot of guys in the mix. I'm forgetting who the FSU kid is. Trey, Trey Benson. Benson, thank you. Uh, he's kind of a dual threat people are yeah. high on. That Florida State offense in general is going to be really it's intriguing because they have 
a ton of veterans. I mean, Jordan yeah. Travis is what, like a six year guy at QB, mm-hmm. even those receivers. I mean, they're, they've kind of been through it. It feels like they're destined for that breakout year in the ACC. I mean, they are a favorite, so it's not like I'm giving you a right. No, they're pick here or anything. They were down though. They're back. Um, I'll throw out Travion Henderson too, running back out of Ohio state. Um, you talk about wheels. This guy has it. He was hurt last year. Didn't play a bunch. But um, he could absolutely play himself out of the Broncos range, you know, in the first round and end up going, I don't know, top 20, top 25. But I think there's a chance he's around there, you know, 35, 40, 45-ish and could be a nice day two pick if you want to trade back or something. Yeah, lots of options at running back. It's a fun class. Definitely plenty of dudes to tune into on Saturdays. Justin, you can give me your top three needs if you want. Well, we've kind of covered them on all, offense. but I'll, I put center just because while I do think Sean Payton coming into the picture is good for Cush, and obviously they drafted Forsyth, I, I don't feel like either of those feel very stable going into the yep. season, and yep. it's kind of prove it for either of those guys. I mean, prospect-wise, there's a couple of dudes. I really like uh, Cedric Van Pran out of Georgia. Who's, yes. He's still raw. Like you, you see him whiff every now and then. His hands need to get better, but... I mean, when you see his feet at that size, like, I just think he has the potential to be a stud and he's really great in pass pro. Like he's the rare center where I feel like he needs to improve in run blocking, but he's Mm -hmm. a stud in pass pro. But I I mean, it's going to be his third year starting for the Bulldogs. I love the system that he's coming out of and he just feels frankly a lot how I felt about Cushenberry coming out, but sometimes it doesn't pan out. No, for sure. And I think um, a bit more of a tone setter. And I agree with you. Center's my top need as well uh, going in. Because, yeah, I mean, what we've seen in the NFL from Cush hasn't been awesome. And that's kind of a more at-large need thing going into this camp is when will this pass protection finally be figured out? Because... For season after season, I'm just seeing uh, blitzers and pass rushers run unblocked. Like, mm-hmm. just there being no communication between center. The amount of linebackers that have gone untouched at the QB it's in insane. the last three years. It's like, am I watching a fourth grade football team? This is basic stuff. It's insane. And it's different quarterbacks, different play callers, different centers. And the same stuff is happening over and over of no communication, guys not knowing who to block. And dudes just going unblocked and getting to the quarterback. You gotta figure that out first and, that's and foremost. Like, nothing infuriates a coach more than just right up the gut. Like if you oh, get toasted on an edge, worst. you know, a Bosa toasts you around the edge, what that happens. But up the middle, like that should never happen. It's a play caller's nightmare. It yeah. just it, it's completely ble- it you have zero chance of drive. offensive success yes, at that absolutely. point. Absolutely. Who's your second need then? Uh I put offensive tackle just because well i do think you feel better especially after bringing in mcglinchey i mean long term you know what's it going to be like with him and bowls you got to decide if you're going to re-sign him yep, yep. I, I just think you're kind of in a, a prove it year for both of these guys where if it works really well you probably make the financial commitment and try and roll with these guys for a couple more years and if it's not quite there like i, I could definitely see that being particularly if you're you know, like a third in the AFC West type team, just above 500, picking in the low 20s or something like that. Like, that's prime offensive tackle range. Yeah, um, it really is. Guys like Joe Alt out of Notre Dame, mm-hmm. intriguing. Um, and uh, Latham Pens- out of Bama. He started as a 
true freshman at right tackle last year, but I do think he has the body to be an NFL left tackle. Obviously, making that transition is tough, but 100%. his raw tools are absurd. Penn State has a blue chipper in Fashanu who hopefully the Broncos aren't in range to draft. Yeah, he's uh, he's like one of those guys where if it's so bad, then you're in that position where you probably need a new quarterback the following season. Right. You know, what's, what's the offense going to look like? I would imagine Sutton and Patrick, you consider moving at that point. Like you kind of blow it up at yeah. that point. Yeah. hundred percent. So that's, that's my second need as well. I kind of said left tackle uh, because bulls is older. I mean, that's another guy who has not had the benefit of continuity in an offensive scheme. So I'm hoping he can really shine and um, do his thing. But I do think that the O-line is such a priority under Sean Payton. We really saw them use premium pick after premium pick for that offensive line that last decade in New Orleans that you really need those five guys to be tight. Um, so your center has to be really good. And your left tackle is going to have to be on top of it. And I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, sooner rather than later, they might be uh, willing to move on or try to upgrade that position. Well, it can be like a bit of a cliche when you hear coaches say stuff like <coughs> it all starts mm -hmm. up front. But the cliche is rooted in reality, you know. Mm -hmm. I mean, if, if you're getting beat up the interior, if you got a poor left tackle, like your odds of being able to sustain drives to put points on the board it's impossible. We saw it with CSU last year. They had no continuity in their offensive line. The worst line in the country gave up six sacks a game, but that's what happens when every week you're shifting guys in. they played in three different offensive schemes in the last three years. Like it's just been a disaster. And that's what we're hoping with Peyton. You get one guy, you get an ideology that you're going to stand behind and you can finally establish some continuity in the trenches, which we just got to go back to like Manning. Right. Manning oh, for sure. Right. Yeah. Right tackle has been a rotating door since then. Louis Vasquez, Orlando Franklin. I mean, um, Malik Watson. Back. I mean, all these guys. Oh, are you talking about since? No, then? of guys who actually were. But yeah. Right. You yeah. trusted. Yeah. It's been a long time. And uh, I mean, that's what Sean Payton does best, as you said. So 100%. Jake, since we're at finally your third need and we've caught up to you, clarify for the chat because. They're pointing out that P. Ryan, very competent receiving back. I'd say Javante's a very competent For receiving sure. back. And two guys, Henry and I were talking on the pod the last week. Tyler Batty out of Mizzou, tons of career catches in the SEC. Yeah. And Jameel McLaughlin, the Youngstown State guy who uh, undrafted free agent that some of the chat and people online are excited about. Another guy who can run routes and competently uh, catch balls. You know that. You're saying more that Kamara, yeah, C Mac, like true X Factor receiving back who it's right. like someone shifts the way you scheme your defense going into that week because it's like, oh damn, we've got this guy, and if he's on a linebacker, he's gonna burn us. If he's on a safety, he's gonna destroy us. How do we guard this dude? Exactly. That's what I mean. Is like a player that you can motion out of the backfield, throw in the slot, you know, in I don't know, 21, 11 personnel, whatever it is. And you're still strong at every position on the field, no matter where they're lined up. Like, I like Samaje coming in, and I think he's going to be able to catch the football and, you know, run through a lot of big open holes that Sean Payton's going to design. Same for Javante. But I'm just talking about a guy who just thrives in space. Like, 
someone who is a threat to take it to the house if you give him five yards of clear grass. Right. Um, no matter where they are on the field, you know, throwing them a wheel route up the sideline, mm-hmm. throwing them a swing pass, or just having them route a linebacker up, you know, on an option route five yards down the field. Hundred percent. Are you guys a little surprised play. they weren't more in, at least reportedly, on Dalvin Cook? I Not wanted really, him, man. I wanted him. He'd be great. Um, I just think at a certain point you need to, you know, figure out where you can allot all this money on your offense. And well, and I think it just comes down to, especially in the division you're in, does this investment actually make us closer to contention or not? Right. And right. probably not. Right. You don't think? I mean, I think it might have. Honestly, I mean, we already talked a little bit about Russ and the expectations going into this year and what he needs to prove. Why not surround him with another dynamic weapon who's one of the best in the league at his position? It only helped. Is he still dynamic? He was what he he run for over a thousand last year, didn't he? No, I mean, anytime I put on the Vikings, it's like, oh man, how do they get all these great skilled players? I know. <laughs> we struggle. But you know, you you're paying Patrick Sutton a lot at wide receiver. You're paying the O line a lot right now. You're paying your quarterback a lot. You gotta figure I mean there yeah, there's gonna be it's I mean it's the Nuggets dilemma, right? You can't pay everyone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. I think that's really what it comes down to. Um, third need, Justin. <sighs> I, me I mean, I go. put QB just because I think long term, it's still a big question mark. Um, I, again, I don't think they're going to be in a position where they're going to be in line for one of these franchise type changing quarterbacks. And that's, kind of the tough position they've been in for a long time now it feels like because you're just like caught somewhere in between um we've never really seen sean payton do that either no i mean he's Garrett grayson highest guy ever drafted right and it didn't work (laughs) out unfortunately um i yeah i i think they would take like a mid-round quarterback i don't think they would take you know a second round pick that's where we're gonna see them invest in the line that's where i think you see them invest in the secondary and some of the other stuff we'll dive into but yeah, I, I, just until Russ at least proves that we feel like he can be the guy for multiple years. And I'm cautiously optimistic that he can be. I want that to be like, again, I think Sean Payton is the best thing that could have happened for him. But, you know, we're kind of in, I'll believe it when I see it mode at this point with the Broncos after the last six years. Yeah, yeah. Save that one for a segment before I want to cover that. Um yeah, I mean, I think that's a valid point. I just think it's not a camp battle entering camp. Russ is going to be the guy, and if he's not the guy, it's going to be Stidham's show, and Stidham, I believe in... Well, I had tackle center and running back, but we've already talked about those three <laughs> at, at large, so... I went tight end. I mean, it's that's fair. less exciting, too, and honestly, I'm, I was always high on Alberto. We'll see. I mean, I think... He's right on that 53-man bubble coming yeah. into camp. Yeah. If not, maybe on the outside looking in, having to earn. He's a guy that's going to have to like prove his worth mm-hmm. this summer. I'm very high on Troutman. I am I've too. always been. Yeah. Um, I Sneaky picked him up in a couple deep Devi dynasty leagues. Um, I, th- I love what I see from Dulcich. And I think in Sean Payton's offense could really take off. Up the same, he's going to be a dream in this yeah. offense. So, I mean, there's a lot of guys that I think have some promise and could work together. I just think that room's incomplete, and everything I just said is pure projection. There's yeah. really yeah. very, very little 
actual NFL uh, track record for any of that. And I think ultimately it is kind of an important position here for for the team. So I, I mean, honestly, you could maybe maybe that's even on par with center as far as like how many question marks and unknowns you have. They have to be able to attack the center of the field more than they have. Like if, if Plain and simple. it's going to open up everything out wide, Plain it's what opens up those swing passes and creates space for your running back out wide. Like making those linebackers and safeties respect that, you know, we might just go 30 yards up the seam here. Right. It's huge. Well, you know, you talk about the Parcellsian part about uh, Sean Payton and how creative he can get in the run game. You need multiple tight ends. You know, they signed Chris Manhurts for a reason. Yep. Uh, they want that big body. Um, and I think it's fine for this year for sure. But I think if you start to find more guys who are, you know, the, the mold's always going to be Gronk, right? Like that's the guy who's probably the best, one of the best tight ends we've seen since mm -hmm. Gates Gonzalez. But you need someone who can do that, who can be as potent in the pass game as they can in the run game where he's on the field and, you know, Those 12, are hard to find, man. <laughs> they are hard to find, but you need to make your 12 personnel more multiple. You know what I mean? That's exactly right. I feel like right now, no matter what tight end you line up, you're kind of giving the defense yeah, a, tell. It's a tell. Yeah, yeah. And so if you if you had a tight end that could eliminate that, right? I think that'd be a huge upgrade. And then yeah, the the question marks I mentioned as well. You talked about you know attacking the seam and attacking the middle of the field. There's nothing worse in the mornings than that high altitude sun smacking you right in the face right up the seam jake <laughs> you know um and i have such light sensitivity these days thank god for shady rays yeah thank god for shady rays they uh, the sun's been killing me too you know we're in here for like i don't know two three four hours at a time you walk outside and it's like oh my god so take on the sun with gear built to last at shady rays the independent sunglasses company offers a world-class product Durable frames, extremely clear, polarized optics for all your outdoor adventures. Shady Rays back up every single pair of their sunglasses with their lost and broken replacement. Even if you don't like your pair of Shady Rays for the first 30 days, you can exchange them for any pair that they have in their collection. I mean, you talk about combination of frames and uh, lenses. There's got to be hundreds of combinations that Shady Rays has. You can go to the Park Meadows Mall and shop their entire location or go online to ShadyRays.com. Use the code DMVR. You'll get 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. And you can try for yourself the Shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. Boom. Let me talk to you guys about the one, the only Breckenridge Brewery. Yeah. Guys, there's nothing better than sitting back having an ice cold Breck brew in hand. They've been doing it for 33 years. It all comes down to their love and passion for making good beer. Jake's a big uh, sour guy. I am as well. Mm. Mountain Beach, so crisp, so sweet, so tart. But I want to talk to you guys about the Palisade Peach Wheat. Which, Tell them. Guys, this is one of those where I brought it to a family barbecue, and I've got, like, you know, a more conservative family. They're turning their nose up, you know, a fruit-flavored beer. They're mm. probably making some offensive assumptions at that point. I'm being <laughs> these are a bit stereotypical, guys. But one sip of that peach wheat. And it was like they saw the light. They understood oh. exactly what I'm selling here. And it's Breck Brew, baby. And it's the best in the biz. Check out the Breck Beer Locator at breckbrew.com. Find a brew near you. I don't know if that was an okay. 
That just was keep great, moving. man. Just keep I love that. It. I love that. Wow, and good. I mean, if you can impress them with that, wait till they try that Palisade Peach uh, Breck Brew they've got there. That's, peach uh, wheat, baby. Yeah. All right. Defense. Justin, you start us off here. <laughs> you can I, burn all three. I'm. I'm think corner is is still something I would like to see them get a little deeper at. Um, just DB in general, corner slash safety. You don't really know what's going to happen with like uh, Kareem Jackson, obviously, mm-hmm. after this year. And, you know, I think Stearns has proven to be better as a safety than when we saw him in, in some corner reps. But just the secondary, I guess, would be my number one. And then I nose tackle, man. Like, I just want more beef on that defensive line. You know J.L. Skinner better than most. He's a thumper, man. I'm really intrigued by him. Um, I do think we need to see more in pass coverage. And it's it's not that he doesn't have the ability because he's a rangy guy. He's a good yeah. athlete. He has good ball skills when the opportunity has been there. But so much of what he did at Boise State was just him coming downhill and being a bull in a china shop. And it was awesome because he was, he was knocking the hell out of some dudes. And it's frustrating as yeah. a guy that's watched Boise State beat CSU 12 times <laughs> in a row. But he's really, really athletic, and I think he brings kind of that Kareem Jackson ability. You just need to see that he has the same ability in pass coverage that Kareem does because that's where he doesn't get credit with his corner background is, yeah, Kareem lays the wood. He gives you that kind of rangy guy in the secondary, can come down, make some plays by the line of scrimmage. He's also solid one-on-one for the most part. Like most receivers, you don't feel bad about Kareem on if he's getting matched up in the slot or something. Yeah, I mean former like corner and high draft pick out of Bama who ran a it's been, four it's, four, it's just been know? a long time you know it's been a long time he's not that same guy but you'd go safety one nose tackle two yeah I, I mean strong safety that was yeah I mean oh no you said you he did it to us yeah I he didn't. went all three on us See? in one See? Oh, <laughs> what a rascal he really went CB2 strong safety nose as a throw yeah that's where I'm at. I feel better about linebacker. I think maybe paying Singleton that much is somewhat questionable, but he was great last year, so I'm not going to complain. If Broncos fans aren't drinking the Kool-Aid on Damari Mathis or the other options at cornerback too, like Riley Moss, is there a guy from Patrick Sertan's alma mater who they may be able to uh, drink the Kool-Aid on, if you know what I mean. <laughs> that was nice, man. Kool-Aid McKinstry, thanks, is thanks. Not, he, he's my cornerback one. I just think when you look at his tools and coverage, he's great in the open field, solid tackler, which is big for me, just growing up with the Champ Bailey background. Yep. He would be my top choice. I mean, you can throw out like Kalen King of Penn State. It's a guy that's getting a ton of hype right now, really solid as well, really physical. Um those would probably be my top two. I'm drawing a blank. What's the kid out of Iowa? Is he draft eligible? Oh, oh uh, Cooper DeGene. Yeah. Is he? I actually think he I might don't, be. I don't know if he's eligible he or might not. Be he might, I think he might have another year. Yeah. Um, maybe, like, coming into the season, not the loaded corner classes we've seen the last two Yeah, drafts. it's a little down. I do think there's potential for some of these guys, especially in the SEC, to break out just because oh, yeah. so many starters moved on from the conference this past year. Yeah, um, 
I mean, it's that kind of position, right? But well, you in the do, COVID you stuff, do need like all these guys out. had extra eligibility. I think a lot of in NIL, I think players are staying longer in college than they ever have before. Mm. Yeah. And maybe later breakouts because of it. And yeah. we don't have any college nose tackles to look at right now. No. Give us your top three defensive needs, Jake. Uh, real quick, I think Cooper DeGene is eligible after this year. Okay. So there keep an go. eye. Yep. Iowa corner. Yep. I'd probably go group in the secondary as a whole as my first need. Um, I think safety, you need to... I mean, they did draft some guys this year. You know, you got Riley Moss. You got J.L. Skinner. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned J.L. Skinner in terms of man coverage, and I really... That's something, man, I... You need to have defensive backs that can cover. You just have to in today's day and age. I mean, you do need your thumpers and stuff, so... There's absolutely a role for him on this team, on this defense, not just a special teams player, but just getting more versatile on the back end, you know, getting a true number two opposite of PS2 just to sure up the defense. I think that's the biggest uh, question this year. And when you look, look long term, that's something that you really need to get. Be after. versatile in coverage. Yes. I exactly. think you kind of marry those two concepts. It's important to be good in coverage. It's important to be multiple you kind of need guys who can do a little bit of everything, right? Right. You can play in man. You you are long enough to press. You can play that shallow zone and be twitched up, come up and tackle, come up and make a play on the ball. You can do that cover three stuff. You know, you can play off and close that mm. uh, cushion. You know, you need to do a lot of things as an NFL DB. Yep. Like For everything we ask like, them to do. Insane. It's kind of weird to me that safety kind of gets tossed out there as one of those positions that you can like rest on your laurels on where right. it's like, oh, we paid our middle linebacker in our corner. And I know backers are now becoming like the running back where it's just right. less valued. But I mean, safeties have to do more than anybody on the oh, field at this anything. point. I'll never forget a Will Parks film room I did. Like he had a great week 17. We had to come in. I think Kareem was out, you know, and I was like, man, is this the breakout? Like he did all this stuff played up close to the line. He's covering guys across the field. He's tackling in space. He's playing deep. He makes makes a great play. Maybe he has like a forced fumble in the end zone. You know, like it's really an insane game. He's all over. They don't even re-sign him the next year. And it's just kind of like, yeah, like those guys are kind of a dime a dozen. Like they're good at a lot of things. They're not maybe special. Well, it's like special they're looking anything. for the Gronk tight end. Right. Yeah, we all want him. But finding a guy that is as dangerous and as a pass catcher, as Jimmy Graham, and is as lethal as a blocker, as an offensive tackle. Like, those guys don't exactly grow on trees. Right. But I'm right there with you guys in that they have to find guys that at least give you an opportunity to be a little bit more versatile. Like, you're not going to kill it. You know, you're not going to be an all-star at everything. Mm -hmm. But you can't be a liability at anything. And that's where I feel like Denver's been. Part of it's been injuries. Part of it's been, you know, just weird with the failure. You know, guys probably sitting out when they maybe would play if you're in contention but like they got to figure it out because i just feel like it's been trying to plug in all these holes for like three years well, now where it's all right we filled this hole but now the water's coming through here um i will say i think the depth in the secondary is better than it's been in a while like even just having riley moss and damari mathis competing at that cb2 spot makes you feel half decent and like you got to feel great about ps2 and Simmons, and I think you got to feel great about your options at slot corner. So, you um, know, three of five in sub are positions you feel pretty good about. Right. Um, I do like Kiwan Williams. I mean, saying Bassey had some things earlier in his career. We'll see if he can come back. He was hurt, right? Yeah. So, 
I mean, you got some guys. Um, no. There are some guys you like, though. I mean, we've thrown out a couple of names, but is there anybody else we didn't hit on? I mean, Mathis last year, man. I mean, take away that. Uh, um, was it the Chargers game when he yeah. had like the four DPIs? And I always thought that that was just an instance of him kind of getting picked on by the refs too, where it's like they see an obvious hold, you know, and then they just they're looking for it now. There's not a lonelier position in sports. Yeah. So I yeah, mean, I think. That's why it's a priority, man. No, yeah. It's tough to play on an island like that, for sure. I thought other than that, he played really well last year, for a rookie especially. Um, next need, though, I'd probably go edge. Yeah, it's an interesting one. I think to some extent, nose tackle might be a bit more... Like, I like Purcell. I, I just... I mean, gosh, it's like... He's a guy that was in the AAF like three years ago. Right. Well, and there's no depth behind him. I think... P.J. Mustafer as just a clogger from Penn State was an intriguing undrafted free agent. Um, Uwazarike out of Iowa State is a guy who was productive in college and could kind of fill that role. Um, so I think you've got some rotation options. I just think that and how it fits in the greater like front three rotation, I've got some concerns. And yeah, Edge, I think, to the same extent, right? Like I just have questions about a lot of these guys. I mean, one, can Randy Gregory stay on the field? Yep. Kind of the same with Frank yep. Clark. Can you get to the quarterback and be, you know, the player you were in Seattle? Uh, Baron Browning, you know, made the switch last year, had five sacks. It's a good start, but I need to see more from him. You know what I mean? Um, at least he's finally at the position he should be playing. Right. Nick Benito, we got to see more. Um, so just yeah. seeing him get younger um, and a bit more explosive on the edge, and it just feels like we're nearing a turning point with a lot of these edge guys where I think we could see a full room makeover not too far down the road. Where are you at with those uh, edge guys out of Washington? Oh, those are some studs. Because I was watching the Huskies the other day, watching <laughs> some Washington, Washington State, getting ready for that week one matchup with CSU. Excited about it. Cam Ward, it's going to be a lot of fun to see him in person. Ball yeah. lover alert but, over here. I mean, Trice, that's his name, right? Braylon and then Trice, the, they got yep. the, the Samoan guy. Uh, ZTF. Yeah, uh, they're, uh, that's Zion a nasty duo. Yeah. Yes, it is. Uh, ZTF was a guy who broke out during the COVID year and kind of hasn't had that same um, type of season. But it feels like Brent Cuthy, the tight end out of Utah, where it's like, if he breaks out, we're re like our right. stock is still there. Yeah, you we're know? back. It's appreciated. <laughs> I think those could be good value guys. I mean, obviously, people are going to look at like a Jared Verse at a Florida State, Dallas Turner at a Bama. You might be able to land one of those Washington guys in like, you know, the early 20s. Mm hmm. Yeah, and these are all like camp battles we're really excited for going into this season and seeing how like how nose tackle plays out, how edge plays out. Because I'm high on Baron Browning, you yeah. know, I'm high on Drew Sanders, and do think he could be utilized on the we edge. We haven't talked about Drew yet, have we? No, we. That's haven't. a draft pod darling right yeah, there. Yeah, hundred percent, man. Um, and I mean, I'm intrigued by Riley Moss and Damari Mathis and all that. So this has been great. Um. To support Jake, Justin, the whole crew, I'm going to take you back to a time when the Broncos were still winning titles and a time where the Denver sports media scene, the gear is all this generic, horrible stuff that you can find. The stuff you read and listen, it's all from like one or two outlets that are all talking about the same stuff, not really covering the little guys um, the way we'd like not really giving you the depth you'd like. It's all just the same two, three topics. That's really what DMVR 
has come to fix. All our gear is immaculate. We've got beat reporters and people giving you daily, weekly content for all the teams in town. We're always expanding our horizons, always trying to bring you more content, more access. We're always gaining more content and access. These guys will be at Mount West and Pac-12 Media Days out in Vegas this week. Um, we'll have our, you know, our whole crew at Broncos camp. We just came back from summer league. We just came back from the NHL draft. You sign up right now, ddmvr.com become a diehard member. And every year when you renew, you're getting a free t-shirt from us. You're getting discounts on all our events. You're getting discounts here at the DMVR bar, the place to be. It's going to be popping for the women's world cup coming up. It's going to be popping for Broncos season. I know you guys got a Rams event coming up. Yeah, we got a happy hour coming up on Wednesday, by the way. CSU Young Alumni, come by, get a free drink. It's going to be a lot of fun. Just, I didn't mean to interrupt you, man, but... Please. Please you're, do, You're supporting... Man. I mean, I don't... We're not the little guy anymore. We're not. We're a presence. But you're supporting a local company who's trying to create the type of content for you that we crave, do you know? Like, I don't want to pat ourselves too much on the back here, but we have the best college coverage in the state and it's not even close, like not even close. And we have this because this is what we wanted. Like I, you know, I went to school at CSU during the peak of this century in terms of football success. And I'm reading the crap that they're, you know, putting out at the traditional legacy, legacy media. And it just was like, really, this is the best we can do in the most exciting season that we've seen in years. And that's why we're here is to create content for people like you that live and breathe and, you know, spend their Saturday nights watching Washington state, Washington, cause you don't have any other hobbies. hundred percent, man. If you believe in supporting and empowering people who love this stuff and just want to give you the best, most consistent day in day out coverage, sign up at ddmvr.com. Leave us a review on our podcast. Come to one of our events. Buy our gear at the dmvrlocker.com. Support us however you can. We really appreciate it because we believe in what we're doing. Speaking of the DMVR and becoming a member, The Count, one of our legends, member, comes in, comment section on the website, open to our members. He comes in, he asks questions. He's a longtime listener. He knows what we're doing. We'll start it off. Andre, Jake, and Justin today, question mark, for real? Unreal. <laughs> I'd love to hear each of you fine gents pick for which Bronco needs to have the biggest breakout year, not in terms of team success, but in terms of that player's future. Okay. Love this. Let's take Russ off the table. Oh, for sure. It's too easy, but definitely Russ, but it's Russ. Well, yeah. Right. <laughs> um, okay. So then who would be your next? I think it's Judy. I think he needs to live up to what Jake and I and Dre know that he can be, which is a legitimate NFL one wide receiver, a guy that can impact you at all three levels. That's dangerous after the catch that can burn you over the top. That's dangerous over the middle, but we haven't seen it consistently. And you've already, you know, committed to Patrick and Sutton at this point. I think Judy is more tradable at this stage. Yeah. I think it's, it's prove it time for Jerry Judy. That's a good one right there. That is a good one, and um, it'd probably be the one I had to pick, but I'll go Javante just in terms of long-term success. You know, we need to see that he's healed and he can play football this year and kind of get back to that level, I think, because it's obviously a slippery slope 
That's a brutal injury to come back from. Exactly. Those knee injuries, especially at this position, um, can ruin a career, really. And we saw it in Denver with TD. Uh, So I'm really rooting for Javante. I loved him coming out. Was one of my favorite players that year coming out of UNC. Uh, so I'm rooting for him, and I'm hoping that we still have his best years ahead of him. That's what's kind of funny about this in terms of, like, college guys in the draft pod, our guys. Like, I don't know if there's anybody that you've been higher on than Javante Williams or me on Jerry Judy. <laughs> we got him in Denver. Like, I, it would kill me if they moved on and then went to be breakout players elsewhere because we've seen this for five years. I'll just say we're we're on an unbelievable run of the Broncos drafting a lot of my favorite draft players (laughs) with Judy, Javante, and Mims (laughs) because it's it's pretty outrageous. I mean, it's that's good. I think you're I'm adding Drew Sanders to that list. For sure. Browning may be a candidate for this. Honestly, I think like Browning, Javante's a year away from having this season. Mm-hmm. I think um, similar to who you pointed out, J. Mike, I'm going to go Cortland Sutton. Uh, we've seen some promise from Sutton. He's gotten paid. Uh, he's a former top 50 pick, like a guy with some real pedigree and skill. And it just hasn't all been put together. And this is really the year he needs to make it or break it. Because he's been like, his high moments have been really high. And mm-hmm. you feel great about the investment. I just think paying both of those receivers was a really interesting decision last year. And obviously, hindsight, you know, all of that stuff. But it puts you in this weird spot now where it's like, you probably can't keep all three of them right. moving forward. So at some point, you're going to move on from one of these guys. Who is it? Yeah, I think it's I think Sutton kind of has the biggest prove it for him right now. And I can honestly, also see him popping and they like that makes him movable, you know? Mm-hmm. Honestly, Cushion Barry's the biggest one on this. Yeah. He's like at Russ's level. Yeah, I mean this is his make or break season for him to be a starter in this league. It's it's now or never. Yeah. Well, especially with for drafting sure. Forsyth and Miners right. has some versatility. Oh, yeah. You Writing's can move him inside if oh, you had yeah. to. Like yep. it's now they or won't never. just accept it because mm-hmm. he's well, he's who we got. Yeah. Another one from the count. You have one chance to really wow someone <laughs> with uh with uh, so you can do cook okay. Something you can do. Okay, with something you can do, cook, play, etc. What skill would you show off? Also, gone are the days when people commented on Zach's laugh, but I urge everyone to take a deep dive with the Hankster's chortle because it's unique and awesome. (laughs) That's great. We will do some deep film study on that. Uh, I encourage you all to do that. Okay. If you have a chance to really wow or impress someone, what's your go-to skill? (laughs) <laughs> leave us a like would you um you're putting me you, on the spot first yeah oh man i don't know unless yaya and justin can come in and save you uh, i'll start you off i just simply speak italian i think that's about the best i could do i might also make you an espresso and i could cook you pasta um all right <laughs> it's about what i do to impress you yeah oh i don't know i mean it wouldn't be, I would never do it to impress you, but back in the day, much like Kale Sorbo, I have a theater and 
vocal background. Wow. Used to one point in my life was award nominated as an actor. So oh, I guess wow. I would throw that Jeez. out. There, oh, a true thespian. It's why he um he does such a good job pretending to enjoy our company. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now that's only Hank and RK. Really putting on those acting chops. <laughs> that's right. Okay, Jake, we gave um, you we bought you an extra few seconds. Shit, I don't know, man. I mean <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll tell you one thing I really like to do is uh, play racing video games, and I think I'm pretty good at it. Oh wow! And I think that uh, behind the wheel that I can uh, I can do some things like the official Formula One. Hell yeah! One? It's like you the can, Guitar yeah. Hero South Park oh, expert. Man. He those can play John the Fisherman <laughs> on expert. <laughs> I will <laughs> say those are so complicated. I can't like even do a lot. Oh, I love them. Like, you need to make this simpler for people. Like F1 me and play. Gran Turismo uh, Seven. I crush it. Do you have a? No, it's it's on the list. A man. rig is that what it's yep, called? Yep, a sim rig. <laughs> I need have to, a it's, sim rig. It's been on my wish list for a few years. <laughs> the full Make Formula a GoFundMe for your. No joke. I want to like stream that shit at some point. Hey, hey we're when, ready when for the it. new NCAA football video game oh, comes absolutely. out, absolutely, we will find a way to stream. Absolutely. Like we'll do tournaments in the bar. I don't know what we're gonna do yet, but it's gonna be epic for sure. Um, do we have any more questions? Yeah, yeah do you want to try it? I was just going to laugh and say, Jake's going to do that same thing for the NCAA tournament. He's going to just get knocked out on that sim rig, <laughs> which <laughs> would be hilarious. That you're going to get knocked out on the sim rig. Yeah, oh, yeah, no, not no, a believer, no. a hater. No, man. Unsurprising to everyone. Yeah, yeah, bring that question I told you to save from earlier up. Uh, so from Lit Aram Man 34 um, think Javante will be on a play count coming off that injury. Hank and I were kind of talking about this. So Wait, you know. real quick. It's LTIR Ran Man. So it's Rantanin. Ah, uh, 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 okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and I expect Javante's touches to be maybe not limited, but a little less high impact but maybe at more important times mm -hmm. so you know maybe more 15 touches but not between the tackles given some more touches in space manufacture stuff like that and first half of the season try to lighten the load on him that's the what i see yeah i don't think it's gonna be like a true hard pitch count in baseball you see sometimes where a guy's coming back from tommy john and it's He's throwing 75 pitches tonight. I don't care where in the at-bat it is. At that 75 pitch, you're done. I don't foresee it being something like that. That said, like Dre alluded to, you got to try and limit his workload, ease him back in. The last thing you want to do is potentially you know, disrupt his rehab, have him have any type of setbacks. You need a healthy Javante in December much more than you need him in September. 100%. You man. brought in P. Ryan. Like, just be smart about it. That's where it makes all the difference. I think you just look at Sean Payton's history in New Orleans and how they use the position. Um, you know, recently it was Kamara Mark Ingram. You could throw Latavius Murray. They always had a heavy, heavy rotation at running back. Pierre Thomas, uh, Darren Sproles, Reggie Bush. Like, right. every running back served a role and a purpose. Not one guy... You know, they were having him do multiple things, but it's not like the bell cow. Exactly. Approach, they didn't have a 35 guy touches today. Right. They didn't have a guy out there for 55 snaps a game, basically. And you like, shouldn't. You can't teams. be effective no. at that rate. Right. So. And as Cody says, Samaj is 
can handle that workload you for know, sure, especially between the tackles. They signed that's him why, for a reason. Exactly, exactly. Um, so yeah, that's what I kind of envision. I think we're all on the same page there. Yeah, man, this has been a blast. Thank you, fellas. Thank you all for tuning in, for lighting up the uh, comments and all the thumbs up. Really appreciate. Shout the out love. Cody, really active. Yes, yep. big time. Shout out Cody, the count, all of you. Mad love. Have a great week. Have a great Monday. DNVR Broncos will be back tomorrow. See ya. taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. 
At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.